Shut up, I love it. Bless your beautiful hide wherever you may be. <laughs> Shut up. I love it. I am Joe Cabello, and I love when we have a very easy to do intro, an easy to figure out intro, and I'm here with Sasha Feiler, um, a big connoisseur of your singing. <laughs> I love when I can sing one. This is Shut Up, I Love It, a podcast where we invite a special guest to talk about something underrated, underappreciated, forgotten, misunderstood. But you know, at number one, they love it. They love it. They love it, and they're here to talk about it. Who do we have in the studio today, Joe? Oh boy, we got a comedy writer and creative director with a satirical children's book called An Only Nut being published on May 15th. In an animated series called Snowbirds, and a nonprofit storytelling project on vinyl called Sounds of New York. You could see my copy over to the left of me. You can't, no one can, because it's really far away and you're not watching. But we have Sarah Becker here. Hello. Hello, Thanks Sarah. Thanks for having me on. Good to have you. We're happy to have you on. You could tell us a little bit more about all that cool stuff I just listed off at the end of the episode. But really, what the heck is going on? What did you bring us here to talk about? So we're talking about seven brides for seven brothers. And uh, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> and what is that? Because this is what I said when I heard about it. So. Yes. So uh, I don't know how many people actually know that this movie exists. It's a musical from the 60s or 50s? 1954? Question mark. I don't know. We should have this up. <laughs> and you know who does it? Not me. 1954. It's 1954. Yes. Mm -hmm. Perfect. Amazing. Yeah. It's uh, maybe more well known than we think, but it's definitely one of the weirdest musicals I've seen and the most beloved, even though I should say right off the bat, I probably shouldn't like this musical as a woman and a feminist. There is nothing <laughs> about this musical I'm supposed to like, and I, I hope I don't get canceled just for talking about it, but it's worth watching for a myriad of mysterious reasons. After I saw it for this episode, I said to myself, out loud to myself, like I usually do, I said, well, good thing it's a woman uh, guest that we have. <laughs> We're just going to defend this. <laughs> right, this that does film. matter. <laughs> it, you know, going into it too, just knowing the title, I was like, what is this, some like... Greek movie. I don't know why I thought Ooh. it was some like Greek foreign film, but then it's uh, directed by the legendary Stanley Donnan, singing in the rain, at all. You know, <laughs> That's all you so. can name. <laughs> singing um, in the rain is enough. I feel like hey, at all covers <laughs> things. I'm a huge singing uh, so yeah. fan. I don't know if you guys are as well, but uh, yeah, uh, musicals in general. You you a fan of musicals, Sarah? I am. I grew up. My sister and I grew up spending a lot of time at our grandparents' house, and for one reason or another, maybe to occupy us, my grandma Jeanette would like throw on a variety of VHS musicals. It was a short list, and so we've seen <laughs> Singing in the Rain and Seven Brides for Seven Brothers probably over a hundred times a piece Ooh, amazing. There, there was some carousel wow. in there too but I always found that a little scary so um, I think there's a fire in carousel that freaked me out but yeah 
That's, that's from how early the of the uh, like how how young were you when you started watching oh my this God. particular film? Probably way too young. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> I think like eight and five, maybe mm-hmm. the two of us. So we would have a really fabulous cup of hot chocolate in their den, and you know, the magic would just begin and take us away into this <laughs> this very surreal universe. The world of 1850s Oregon. Yep. So they tell us. So they tell us. Um, Sarah, why um, do you think this movie fits into Shut Up, I Love It? Uh, Why does it require your attention and love? Yeah. And why, why the hell or heck? If you prefer, should anybody else? We prefer hell. You prefer hell? For for our non-religious listeners, heck. And for our religious listeners. Yeah, I think this movie deserves a a why the hell, frankly. But uh, (laughs) I think it fits squarely into two of your categories. It's sort of unknown. And what was the other one? <laughs> uh, hated, misunderstood. hated, misunderstood. Thank you. Uh, I, okay. I think this movie is def- <laughs> is grossly misunderstood and probably overly understood at the same time, because there's some Ooh. there's some themes in there that hit you right over the head, but there's also a lot of really wonderful dancing. <laughs> what is the like the shortest logline uh, you know synopsis that you have for this film? Yeah, so the movie features seven strapping backwoodsman brothers <laughs> who only come to town once every six months and they need wives. So to get those wives, they kidnap them. And they can't go back home <laughs> because it snows. So that's essentially the movie in a nutshell. It's about love and romance and um, the Stockholm Syndrome. <laughs> but Absolutely. Yes. Old-timey romance. Yep, yep. And <laughs> I guess... About... Go on. Oh, just about it's just about uh, what you were forced you're forced into <laughs> your best option absolutely and I, I guess I've you know I've known this from seeing it so many times but it is allegedly based on a story from the Bible oh really I'm not a big reader of the Bible but they talk about the in in the movie they talk about the Sabine or Sabin woman but I don't think it's the Bible reference though and I'm only saying it like with such confidence because I was reading up about it um, and I think it's uh, it's reference to like a Roman right story or like a Roman like ancient Roman um, uh, like disturbing story about <laughs> basically a woman being raped but also like saved in some way right like there's just something like super creepy going on there sounds Roman yeah, yeah. yes I think you're right Sasha and the that's how the men are inspired is by reading this book <laughs> so i guess the lesson of the story is men shouldn't be able to read maybe and if men can't read think, they won't kidnap yeah. women take away men's rights i think we'll see a lot of good uh, societal uh, pushes into the the right direction <laughs> yeah i can already feel this going completely off the rails <laughs> <laughs> well you brought it uh, sasha had you ever heard no. of this i know you're not a musical person not a musical person, but not aggressively like non-musical person. Just like don't not really a musical person. Um, definitely not the golden age of Hollywood musical person. I'll put it this way, um, because I think uh, to me the glory of that era is dancing and singing. But then there's such a lack of story and character to me. 
um, that I don't think that dancing and, and singing saves it for me, for where my preferences are. Um, Joe, what about you? Uh, no, not at all. I was actually really surprised. I, I try to do as little research going into movies, period, as I can. And so I uh, just saw that, okay, it's a musical, just so I could know what it was and that it wasn't a Greek foreign film from 2011. I don't know why. You know, you just make up stories in your head. <laughs> I was like, that sounds like some Greek movie from 2011, uh, specifically. I don't know. I thought it was a remake of Snow White and Seven Dwarfs. So like, right? Like, yeah. And I think there's some notes of that. But so I just saw. Okay, it's a musical. I went to the video store that I go to, Videotech, which actually Sarah has brought got me into going there. In Pasadena, and then I, right? Yeah, and I asked them about it. I was like, "Do you have this?" They said, "Yeah, it's in the um, the Donner Donnen, whatever it is. I don't know anything." The uh, collection. Section. I was like, oh shit, this is actually, yeah, because you'd rather eat your loved ones than make them watch it. JK. Um, but I was like, oh wow, this is, this is like the guy. And, uh, you know, the last time I went and asked for a Shut Up I Love It movie there at Videotech was is that how you from Justin it? to Kelly. <laughs> oh my God. I had to go up to the very, you know, I don't want to call them rude or snobby, <sighs> but they're but rude they or snobby both. guys. Yeah. And say, do you have from Justin to Kelly? In the very uh, so, <laughs> small voice. <laughs> yeah. Oh, had to. Hun- shoulders hunched. So I was very much more happy to ask for this one, but I'd never, never heard of it before. But uh, sounds like Sarah said a hundred times, and it really for- <laughs> formed your brain, right? Like your young <laughs> baby brain. It made you who you are. So in some way, you probably uh, owe it, owe it to your grandma. <laughs> is it and this film? I, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. For better or for worse, <laughs> I, I I am who I am I mean, now. I guess <laughs> is that. I, I guess my next question is, uh, what uh, you know? Why do you love it? Is it the dancing? Because there's some groundbreaking dancing going on, or do we like just forgive everything and enjoy? Like, what what are what are you? How do you stand? That's a, an awesome question and totally appropriate. Um, no, you shouldn't forgive everything. A, you should. Probably watch the movie if you're listening to this and evaluate it for yourself. But just know going in that it's morally bankrupt, but very entertaining. Um, And shouldn't be advice for anybody when it comes to love. This is the worst love advice ever. And it will all totally backfire if you um, try to kidnap somebody. But my so that said, I think the things I love about the movie are, yes, the dancing and the music is really amazing and really fun and the talent is crazy I was learning I didn't realize until last night when I rewatched, so I could be fresh for you guys that one of the brothers was sure. borrowed from the New York City Ballet Company which is also like a very mm. 50s way to refer to anybody that's in the credits I was like he can't just be a person he's also someone who's borrowed like he's on he's owned by them mm-hmm. but um a really, really famous ballet dancer. There's like, there's crazy acrobatics in all the all those dance scenes, and mm-hmm. uh, a lot of matching outfits, a lot of color for a, a pretty black and white movie. There's like oh my rainbow God, the Power outfits. Rangers-esque <laughs> outfits. Yeah, I am obsessed with outfits. We will 
definitely get to that. Okay, and great. just to establish some more, I guess, the story, I mean, I think it's important to say that the story starts right away. Like the story doesn't, you know, there's there's not a lot of setup, which I appreciate it. It starts right away with what appears to be the main character, at least one of the two leads. This man who um, is looking for a wife and he's very that thirsty. Day. That, that day. He's yeah. like, by 2 p.m. today. By do- he is as thirsty as I've seen him. <laughs> I can smell the desperation on him from mm. years, uh, decades back, and, uh, you know, from the silver screen. The guy wanted a wife, and then the, and he wanted, like, any woman, basically. He was attracted to any female shape around him. Well, I don't know, because the first telltale sign, I think, of danger in this movie is one of his <laughs> lines where he says something along the lines of, oh, those eyes, but look at that size. That, is, that was alarming. That was definitely. And, he's ju- and you're like, okay, this guy is a guy. But I think he also was kind of going after any woman, at least in the shot, and yes. then <laughs> and then being like, okay, this one is already married, has a kid. This one is not a real woman. It's a mannequin standing outside <laughs> a shop, uh, and other reasons why women may not work for him. Um, but then basically, the first woman that didn't have those attributes that. <laughs> would be make it impossible for him to marry her he falls for it was not impossible for him to love a blonde blue-eyed petite woman who was also chopping wood when he met her <sighs> yeah who somehow isn't isn't married is like kind of getting that age what did they call women at that point who were like 25 Spinsters. but not married Spinster. it's mm-hmm. like and by that point you were like as moldy bread not my thoughts but the society <laughs> sure. at the time. 1850 Oregon's thoughts. Uh, and it, But it, it's just ridiculous seeing it. Now you're like, no, that's like a beautiful young woman. <laughs> like he lucked out. And also she was uh, aggressively defending herself from a man who were trying to grab her. Um, working at this tavern, right? Like he looked her through the window. She's pushing this man who are trying to basically harass her in our language today and she's pushing them away and he's like wow like this fits all the all the all the i want for me and i need to i must have must have her he goes in and despite him being all thirsty and everything the chemistry is palpable palpable (laughs) you can feel that too (laughs) palpable chemistry right there yeah, so I uh, I never really bought their relationship. No, and uh, I think this was the, sarcastic. Palpable was sarcasm. Yeah, no, I'm agreeing with you. Uh, but then I will say, by the end, I did. Oh. <laughs> like I, the the movie tricked me. It was an arc into, in your journey. Into believing that, oh, no, they were always perfect for each other. And she did have chemistry. Um, but, yeah, his, his real sin is lying to her. Right. Taking her and uh, omitting information. Oh, yeah. About his brothers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sin number one, at least. Yeah, he says he wants somebody who's who's hardy and strong and can come work with him. But he, he forgets to mention that. He basically wants hired help who gets to share a bed with him. <laughs> yeah, very fucked up. And then you start thinking about like the old days and how women were just basically, and who knows, like it could be still happening 
right now all over the world probably is but women are just desperate to get out of a situation and that's why they marry like i know that's how my mom got married she was desperate to get out of her situation at 19 years old and that's how she married my my father so to me it was interesting to see it kind of like right in front of me it's like it's so bad where she is because she just wants to work for one man as opposed to all these men at the tavern and little does she know She's putting herself in the worst situation. With well, yeah, because what's going to happen at that time if you don't get married, your father's going to die, and then you are going to be homeless, and you'll have to either prostitute or be a beggar. And I think like that was the the literal choices. And she doesn't yeah. have family there for some reason. She's like been sort of taken in by she's an orphan. The minister, mm-hmm. yeah. So she's mm-hmm. got. She's got no family. Uh, Sasha, I am curious. Does your mom also chop wood? Is that how she met your dad? <laughs> mm, I don't know that she doesn't know how to chop wood. I don't know that she was doing it a lot. But Not known for it, maybe. <laughs> yeah, but, but in Siberia in 1960s, I, I believe that she was chopping a little wood. Oh, Probably yeah. better than the, the fellas yeah. here. Yeah, for sure. I'd say, yeah. She, your your mom her. could definitely have taken on these guys. Yeah, uh, yeah, happily, and and yeah. So that's that's definitely for me. Um, being from Siberia, to me, it's like that distance is not as distant as for like an American mm. person. So to me, I was like, yeah, like she just wants a better life. She's not looking for love, like oh, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. The guy definitely just wants to hook up with her, and he's lying to her. Uh, but he like may not be a bad guy. Like that's like the question is like when they're riding next to each other on the way to this faraway home where he lives 12 miles away back back home whatever backwoods back in the mountains they're getting to know each other and I, and it's like she's trying to kind of figure out like is he a bad guy or is he good and she's just like you know she's just like testing him out like in a very small innocent way he seems fine right he still seems like hey decent dude yeah he's like a decent. big strapping handsome guy with that's like throwing his weight around. So there's some like, you know, blanket appeal despite mm-hmm. his his motives being sort of bankrupt. Yeah, because you don't know. She doesn't know at that point. So it's like, there's this guy who owns a business, mm-hmm. successful business, and he wants to marry me. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we get the lock-in moment of this meeting the seven brothers. And this is where... So I told you, Sarah, when you emailed me, I think today, I was like, I I resisted. I wanted to text you so bad because <laughs> about this movie, but I didn't want to give away any thoughts or like start a discussion that we would repeat or something like that. But for me, I know Sarah through writing. I knew her as a writer. Like that's how we met through this like uh, networking type of thing, connecting two writers. So to see this movie that I was like, this needs to be remade this needs to be like uh and obviously you change things but so excited i was like i could see sarah writing the new version of this oh my gosh this movie (laughs) i was like she should then maybe that's why she brought it what do you think sarah uh wow that was that's a discovery i definitely didn't bring it as a piece of self-promotion or (laughs) thinking that unintentionally (laughs) your subconscious mind did it for you i guess so thanks thanks subconscious (laughs) yeah i think that's what you should do 
But I think it should be remade as a Hong Kong action movie. And the women are going to end up kidnapping men, I think, obviously. That that could happen. But the amount of fights in this movie, there are... Brawls. Just insane, brawls. Just fist oh, brawls. Fights. And Jackie Chan level, the barn raising fight scene. If Imagine that's Jackie Chan and seven other of Hong Kong's best action choreography guys doing that. That's... <laughs> an amazing scene and then they fight more throughout the movie that's the movie i want i think you're onto something yeah (laughs) it is action-packed universe it is action-packed lots of opportunities for jackie chan to jump in yeah i was really surprised how much combat there was in it yeah more than probably you know there's more fighting than dancing Mm -hmm. to be honest oh yeah, choreographed fighting definitely outweighs, I'd say, dancing. Yeah. There's yeah. So. Yeah. There's zero sex. Well, off camera sex because there is a pregnancy that happens. That that's part of the whole end, but I won't give all of that away yet. But so there's secret <laughs> sex, a mostly fighting, a lot of dancing, and obviously a bunch of singing. And a lot of white people. Mm. They're all white people? All white people. Mm. Yep. All white people. Yeah. Red-headed white people, the worst of the kind. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> That's, wow. I don't know what I'm saying. But they are very red-headed, all the men. They look like the same man. They look like a version of the same man in a very, like, in a very, like, there's some men that, like, become too similar for me to dist- just tell difference from one oh, to they, another. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They have their differences, but they do, yeah, they look similar. Did you have, like, crushes on any of these guys, Sarah? Oh, yeah. Definitely. Totally. And also, I think the only difference is you have to look for the dimple in the chin. That's how you can tell them apart. Some have bigger dimples than others. Mm. And were you going for bigger dimples or smaller, that, like in your for me, youthful yeah, a, fantasies? A medium-sized dimple, apparently. Medium. I mean, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm a fan of all sorts of fellas. So, you know, mm-hmm. not one category here. But there's a guy <laughs> who ends up dancing with this character called Darkest, who I never knew if her name was like Darkness or Darkest. It's really hard to understand what her actual <laughs> name is, but she's Dorcas. Yeah, Dorcas. It's so weird. Mm-hmm. She looks like a pinup girl, and I think that's why she got the role because she doesn't absolutely. She doesn't. She's also dance really. She's the best dancer. <laughs> it says it says on Wikipedia she's number one what? dancer of them all. Like it was like they got the famous dancer in her, it and she like, said, "I'm oh, not shit. dancing for this." <laughs> I think she was too tall. I was looking at it again last night. Mm. She's like t- a head taller than the rest of the women, which was interesting to see where they kept putting her. But the guy that she was partnered with, I thought, was definitely the hunkiest to me. I agree. That was the cutest guy. Like if I had to, if I had to, that would have been him. Mm-hmm. Not Gideon. No. Who's, yeah, not Gideon. Small, the small little guy. Joe, who's <laughs> no, nothing against <laughs> yeah. his size, but what about you, Joe? What's your favorite? Uh, you know, I, I think I don't really know which one you were referring to, either of you, with that guy. But uh, mm. I think I like the guy who was super clean cut and had almost the like swirly pompadour haircuts. Mm. The one who was like fifty years old. Uh, I should pull them up. See the brothers. The uh, bring up the brothers section of the Wikipedia. <laughs> there you go. Uh, and it, so it uh, lists them by their name and 
uh, shirt color on the Wikipedia, <laughs> which is incredibly important because let's talk about their their nice outfits that they do the best yeah. dancing sequence in. <laughs> so for people who haven't seen it, each brother has a color and it's like the same nice, thick, like felt <laughs> shirt. And on the breast of the shirt is a shape of another piece of fabric with buttons. And each brother has their own custom shape. And I was just like, I think I clapped alone in my office for 10 minutes straight after seeing that. (laughs) What are the shapes? I missed out on that. It's like one has a straight up like just square. Another one has a rectangle. Another one triangle. Not very inventive shapes, right? Well, what the, what do you want? (laughs) A four dimensional shape? I don't know, uh, like a little dragon, a little... A rhombus? Uh, well, no, they're not that... that cre- this is 1850s Oregon, all right? They didn't even know about dragons. No. They, ha- they have Oh, yeah, there the are pictures of yet. it. <laughs> yeah, you are going to be able to buy an NFT of these outfits uh, at some point. So, wait for it. <laughs> wait for it. Um, yeah, I can't figure out which brother it is. Nobody but, uh, can. Oh, well. But which short was he wearing? So, you don't know. I, I don't know. Like, all the pictures I'm finding are not what I need. Yeah. And I need it. And you okay. need it. Well, what about women? What do we feel like? We know how Sarah feels about Dorcas. But how do we feel about the rest <laughs> of them? <laughs> how do we feel about them? What do you, what do you want me to say? Which them? one of these women yeah. I'm attracted <laughs> sure. to? Sure, anything. You know, but, when, you know, it's seven, when it's seven, you start... You start you start like judging one against the other. It's, it's just automatically it's going to start happening. I don't know how old any of these actresses are, so I might refrain. <laughs> I'm going to be like, man, this one girl is really hot. <laughs> and that's like 15 year old actress. I don't start in her so. first film. I don't know. I'm trying to cover myself here All for right. once. Why don't you cover yourself? <laughs> um, yeah. So Sarah, what are those like famous so it sounds like you're a connoisseur of golden, is it golden era? Yeah, of musicals in Hollywood. And it sounds like this musical is very unique from what I read about it in that it's in uh, using that setting of, you know, wood chopping, right? And just like outdoorsy, uh, you know, carriages and people just sitting and playing in the dirt, using that as a big musical number, as opposed to everything being like pretty, um, yeah, just pretty. In it's other, the Oregon Trail, yeah. really. This is the based off the game we would play. Mm, absolutely. You ever play that, Sarah? Oh, absolutely. There's definitely a reason I've written a, a pilot set on the Oregon Trail. I, I realized this last night. I was like, oh, Wow. Between playing the game and watching this damn movie, it's like 1850 Oregon is just burned into my retinas. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah. But you're right. You're right, Sasha. Like, one of the most beautiful numbers. I think the choreography actually in the movie is incredible between, like, the fighting and the dancing. But there's a beautiful number mm-hmm. where no yeah. one's doing anything weird to anybody else. <laughs> that just happens in the snow because it, it snows for maybe 75% of the movie in the mountains. <laughs> Um, but it's just like the men have gone to town. They've met all these women and now they're pining for them at this point in the movie. And all the brothers are just like stuck in the snow dreaming about these ladies and they're dancing around on logs basically, which like is a non-setting setting with very fake 
super unrealistic backdrops, which make it even better because you yeah. can kind of you can see the line of like where the fake snow stops. Oh yeah, but they're just it's, they're literally just dancing with axes, and I was wondering, do you think those were real axes? No. That's a good question because the weight, right, would like kind of helps the the dance numbers. Yeah. I would imagine. Hmm. I'd say no. Maybe, maybe not sharp ones. Definitely not sharp. Like nowadays, they wouldn't let them have real axes. I feel like eighteen or nineteen fifty four, they let them have some uh, dull axes. Probably right. It's also cinemascope. Can we just rem- remember? It's the, the first message that comes on when you turn on the movie it's like in cinemascope my husband who's cinematographer was passing by and he's like ooh cinemascope he got excited for like four seconds and <laughs> kept walking that's <laughs> when you know it's gonna be good it's gonna be a good time when you have some cinemascope yeah i don't know what it does but it's bright colors it's i think that's what the shirts <laughs> were all about is be like let's show all the colors of cinemascope that's what i'm guessing it's happened all the shirts were chosen for that well, it worked. Yeah, you did. You feel transported into the movie. Were you? Was it cold in your apartment when you were watching this? <laughs> I, I blasted the AC. <laughs> I clapped. You know all these things. Frank is the the one I like. Oh yeah, Frank in the red oh, shirt. Oh yeah, Frank, the one who was mad about his name. Frankincense. Yeah, Frankincense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very funny joke as well. No, there's some really fun jokes for sure. Um, and so then what happens with um, kidnapping? I guess we should probably move on to that amazing point in the story, right? Because for a while, it's all kind of innocent besides the brawls. Well, and as far as it's problem, how problematic it is, it's problematic that he, you know, brings her there under false pretenses, but it feels also um, era specific, at least. Definitely. And then what happens here with the uh, the cardinal sin, I'll call it, Sarah. You mean with the rest of the gals? Yeah. Yeah, so uh, poor Jane, which is the, the name of our lead actress here in the movie, she is stuck up in the cabin in the mountains with her husband and six of his brothers, and all the men have met their future love interests who are also color co- coordinated to their own outfits which is a nice indicator of who's supposed to love whom so if you meet someone on the street wearing a blue shirt and you're wearing a blue shirt it's destiny um, it's nice and easy yeah. isn't it keeps it simple you should just swipe on tinder for color of shirts not of people <laughs> um anyway so they're pining and the uh, adam the husband's character the lead is in the barn with his brothers and he sings them a song about uh, that the Sabin or Sabine women from the Roman times and compels them based on this old time story that they should just go into town and take the women and if they take the women then they'll fall in love with them and they'll have to marry them because that's how love works. So <laughs> so they do. They go. They get all riled up because they're all bummed and they get the wagon ready and they run into town they grab the women in the middle of the night and which i was watching this last night with my fiance and he hates this movie because he's got a moral compass and he's like this is this is so wrong and it's one of my one of my favorite moments which again this is just so messed up but 
is like a Looney Tunes inspired moment. I don't know what came first, the Looney Tunes or this movie, <laughs> but it's the, the moment when one of the actresses, one of the love interests is like putting a pie out the window and her love interest pulls her out the window. It's like a, there's even that whoop mm. sound that goes as he just whisks her away <laughs> and throw, the, all the women get blankets thrown over their heads and they're tossed into the wagon. And uh, of course, the town wakes up and their fathers and brothers and mothers realize what the hell is going on and they, the men chase chase them all through the pass. Shall I keep going? That we've set up earlier that, hey, when it snows here, you wouldn't want to make any noise or else you'd have an avalanche. <laughs> and then they're riding through it 40 minutes later and it's snowing. Yep, yep. They Very keep good. the women quiet as men would do in the 50s. And then, of course... Just at the right time when they escape the pass, they let them rip and they can make all the noise they want, uh, snowing themselves in and blocking their the menfolk from saving them. There's a lot of rescuing. Potentially happening. killing them, too. Yeah, potentially also killing people. I didn't even think they about never, that. I don't think it gets clarified, right? Like, the, if if those guys are alive after that. but uh, At least some of them must have, a few of them, for sure, perished. Haunted survivors. Mm-hmm. The the thing that was a very accurate representation of what happens, but it's important to note that the women are screaming in terror the entire sequence of events. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's a uh, straight up kidnapping. Yeah, if it, it's like horror movie esque in a way, like in a nineteen fifties horror movie, I could see the girl getting pulled out of the window uh, <laughs> after the pie and like it's a monster that did it and that being really horrifying but yes i if there's one thing i think could soften it is if the girls were displeased by this but not screaming as if they were getting stabbed <laughs> throughout it like if they were just like oh my what are you doing stop <laughs> you know like instead we're getting like no they hate this they they think they're gonna die. Oh yeah, one gets one gets pulled out of a window from her bedroom, and her little she's with her little sister, which is super scary. Another one, yeah, it gets uh, her bow is like on the porch, ready to give her a smooch, maybe. And um, the backwoodsman brother knocks him over the head and kisses her instead, <laughs> much to her surprise. And then he throws the blanket over her head and takes her away. <laughs> Potentially have killed that man. Potentially. Yeah. We don't know. I haven't seen how many like skull symbols are at the bottom of every scene of the movie, but a death tally would be interesting. <laughs> well, the, yeah, the Videotech DVD doesn't have that, I will say, but uh, still, I'd recommend so it. So CinemaScope did not, uh, yeah, did not capture it. <laughs> that is the part that I, I appreciated the narrative push, but I was like, oh my gosh, this is pretty horrifying. Uh, but sure enough, it worked, right? <laughs> kind of. So they get back. They bring the women back. <laughs> I mean, eventually, yeah, it totally worked. But the men get kicked out of the house as they as they should, because when they bring them all back, our lead our leading lady Millie um, is pissed at her husband for co- cooking up this cockamamie scheme. And tells them all to sleep in the barn. And her husband leaves. He's like so so offended that she's upset with him which is a weird a very weird moment in the movie because you're like finally the girl's standing up for herself kind of and he's 
he's just he just is like screw this and goes to the trapping cabin yeah he leaves and his brothers are like what are you doing and off he goes it's a real shithead move (laughs) and that's and she's pregnant and the He's just like, he's going to regret that for the rest of his life, that while she was pregnant and giving birth, he was just like in this cabin scowling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Will he, though? Or will he be okay with that? <laughs> Is he the character that learns the least? I think so. By the end of I it. I think Gideon r- learns the most, maybe, and he learns mm-hmm. the least. Gideon has, has the biggest arc, I agree. Um <laughs> Still alive, Gideon. Yeah, do you know who his granddaughter is also very famous? No. Who is it? Amber Tamblyn is his granddaughter. Oh, really? Oh, interesting. Hmm. Legacies. Yeah. Why are these people famous? Seven brides and seven wives. That's (laughs) brothers. That's always the answer. (laughs) Brides and wives. (laughs) Yeah. He was in he was also in West Side Story. Mm. the new one no <laughs> yeah yeah he's the love interest in the new one they just they just used uh cg to h him in reverse <laughs> it works really well it looks good i uh, love that movie by the way great movie new or old spielberg the spielberg one i haven't seen an old one uh maybe we'll have it one day on shut up i love it as we should um, and then, um, as a pregnant person myself, I was very excited to see that there is a, a baby that saves the day at the end because it seems like it's going to be a mass murder. You know, spoilers, by the way, for this movie. <laughs> it's very late. True, they're going to execute the yeah. brothers. <laughs> for sure, for sure, right? They're ready. Rightfully. To Yes. They're going to rightfully execute these brothers. In 1850, that's what you got to do with, the, with those people. Um, there's no real jury to figure this out. No, takes too long. Uh, so they're about to murder them, and instead they hear baby, and uh, that stops, you know, the coldest hearts because the baby is crying. And so then this man asks all six women, whose baby is this? And they all look at each other, smile, and says, bye. And for some reason, that like is not dismissed as no, no, for real. Whose baby is this? <laughs> it's interpreted as all right, all right. Let's get these fuckers married. Yep, turns it around. So they have a a shotgun wedding. Literally, as I was, re- was re watching last <laughs> night during the ceremony. Yes, that's true. The uh, the fathers step forward with their rifles when the the men are waiting to say their I do's. They do a little check to make sure that they will be killed if they if they don't agree. Yeah. Yeah, I love the the comedy there too, with the girls looking back, getting a friendly smile, and then the boys <laughs> looking back and getting the threatening gaze. <laughs> Loved it. Do you guys think that uh, Adam, the lead character in the movie, the lead male? knew that she was pregnant when he left i've never really known that because she doesn't announce it until like it's suddenly spring and everyone's dancing and she tells the girls he didn't know he no yeah there's no way he knew i don't think he knows how to how a female body even works <laughs> mm-hmm. i think you're right i think i think, think it's part of the plot <laughs> is that he doesn't yeah he <laughs> no idea this guy's clueless mm-hmm. he and never I'm learns by learn. the way how it works either yeah. Yeah. 
He's and it might not even be his. Could be a brother's. There. That's the sequel. Gideon spends a lot of time around that lady. Is all I'm saying. <laughs> it is true. There are six it's options. True. Just saying. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, what a movie. What a what a striking experience. And uh, yeah, so definitely hated a lot online. I feel like when you're typing it in, people immediately I start. Look, I don't see any of that. They start immediately saying, um, Stockholm syndrome. Like, the movie should be canceled. Oh, my God. Like, one of the... Because it used to be very beloved, I guess. This movie, when it came out, it was one of the most beloved, successful movies of all time. And for years. And internationally, too. In Britain, all that stuff. Um, and it's one of those movies that didn't age well. Unless you're Sarah. Oh, no. Or maybe us. We'll find out. <laughs> Is it time to go to the ratings, Joe? Uh, yeah, I think so. Why don't we? Why don't we, we could, do We that? could bring up any other thoughts in that yeah. ratings, which I'm sure how we will. How do ratings work? This is how they work. We're going to rate uh, seven wives and seven brothers, not brides, uh, on a scale of <laughs> That's zero. Kept, kept That's the porn parody. <laughs> uh, we're on a scale of zero to ten, using something else as a basis. That other thing could be another musical, like, hey, I think... Uh, whatever musicals five out of ten and this is way better ten out of ten or you could even say hey it's uh i'm gonna rate it against eating a chocolate chip cookie made by my grandmother that's a 10 out of 10 and so is this movie it d- really doesn't matter and if that doesn't make sense we'll go first so i guess i'll take the reins and i'll just bring up the newest uh west side, side story, story of spielberg which I, I think i've talked about here before have I? Yeah, but do it again. I will. I'm not a big fan of musicals, but I really loved West Side Story for the cinematography. I thought it was just such a cool-looking movie. I I regret everything I said about it leading up to it coming out, being like, why is Steven Spielberg doing West Side Story? Do something else, please. I don't care about this story from the West Side. And I was completely wrong. I'm going to have to give it an 8 out of 10. Really good one. Mm. Now, this movie, I think, yeah, it's it's so problematic, certainly. I don't think I care. I had a lot of fun with it. I thought it was so good. It inspired me so much with just ideas using such a premise. Uh, I loved the fighting. I loved the major dance sequence. I'm going to give this a 9 out of 10. Wow. 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 I will go next. I will compare this movie to one of the few musical movies that I enjoy, Sweeney Todd from 2007. Also, we probably talked about it on the show, too. I'm sure, because it's one of the few ones that I like. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, yeah, great music in that film. Uh, Not annoying yet, Johnny Depp. And uh, just overall, very dark. And, you know, like, I mean, we're talking cannibalism. It's good stuff, man. It's dark. Uh, I'll give that musical an eight. And compared to that, I'd give uh, Seven Brides for Seven Brothers a four. I uh, enjoyed the dancing (laughs) part when they were wearing rainbow shirts a lot. And that's where it all ended <laughs> or started for me. <laughs> um, the rest was, uh, well, it was funny in the, in the sense that I was 
wow, really, they're going there? Um, but, uh, but yeah, but the dancing in that huge number was phenomenal, really phenomenal. So that's, that's where my four lives. The rest is zero land, but it's still four <laughs> compared to eight. More importantly than me or Joe, Sarah, what about you? All right, thanks for going first. Uh, I'm going to compare this to, since we already talked about it, Singing in the Rain, which is one of my all-time favorite movies and I think very beloved culturally. I hope they don't remake it. Please don't remake it. Steven Spielberg. Oh, yes, I please agree. Don't, don't, just don't do it. Um, <laughs> no, I'll let him. I'll let I mean, him do He it. can do whatever he wants, but I really like the original. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, I give that a 10 out of 10 because I think that movie is excellent and it is very uplifting and it just makes me want to dance and everything's good after I've seen Singing in the Rain. Um, comparing that to Seven Brides for Seven Brothers, I would give... Seven Brides for Seven Brothers, a probably a seven and a half. I love it. Mm-hmm. It's like so problematic, but I think they found this crazy way. They had to even know then that it was it was wrong in so many aspects to do that, but they found a way to make it fun and charming despite the content, which is, I think part of the allure is that it's confusing. You're, it's confounding because you're enjoying yourself while feeling like you shouldn't be enjoying yourself, mm. which is kind of the crux of a lot of things that we shouldn't do. So maybe maybe that's the tension <laughs> of the movie, really. But mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, and I will clarify, even when I say I don't give a shit about the problematic elements, because I know it's a movie from 1954, I do shudder to like even just imagine this movie coming out and like even taking place in 2022 and being made in 2022. Imagine that. And it's really like makes your skin crawl. But, mm-hmm. you know, 1954 mm-hmm. set in 1850. I'll take it. Well, thank you, Sarah, for coming on. Shut up, I love it. And I would have never seen this movie if not for you. So thank you for making this happen for me. It's I'm grateful. film history, so I'm grateful. You need to see it. Uh, is there anything uh, you'd like to plug? Is there any anything the world should know about? The book that I have coming out in Only Nut, which again comes out May fifteenth. You can pre-order it now. It's right now. It's coming out as an ebook on any platforms you choose: Apple, Amazon etc. That's really fun. That's a story about a peanut who is born as the only nut in his shell. It's basically a kid's story, definitely for adults. He lives in a uh, in a saloon, a western saloon in a nut sack that's not like an anatomical nut sack, but it's a sack of actual <laughs> peanuts um, who have to sing for their supper every night on stage or risk the fate of becoming eaten as bar nuts mm. so Polly has to <laughs> has to learn how to break out of his shell to save to save the day so that's coming and is illustrated really wonderfully by um, somebody out of Russia actually named Dina who's amazing and Snowbirds is an animated short that I worked on and I'm really excited is out it is the pilot for what will become a series you can find it on YouTube it's about penguins it's just happy. It'll make you happy. It's six and a half minutes. So feel free to check it out. Yeah, and check out Sounds in New York, too. Soundsinnewyork.com or NYC.com. I forget. Yep. That's, uh, that project 
is a nonprofit, which is awesome. It benefits New York's 92nd Street Y, which is a storytelling institution that I love. And it basically features stories about the city and voices of the city that we don't really think about a lot, but those voices make up the soundtrack. So conductors, uh, buskers, etc., Siri. So those voices all narrated the stories, and there's a podcast and a record album and what have you. So, Joel, what's going on with you, by the way? You know what? I'll, I'll actually switch it up with what I promote. Go on Amazon, search Scroat One, a Star Wars parody by Joe Cabello. I wrote it a couple years ago, a Star Wars a Rogue One parody. Go check it out. It's a couple bucks on Amazon. Check it out. Check out Scroat One. <laughs> Thank you, Elizabeth Salute, for the artwork. Thank you, Mr. Owl, for this awesome track and thank you for listening